Welcome to the Rebuilding Arizona Civics Podcast. This podcast aims to share our journey of sustaining Arizona's interest in reforms to civic education by implementing the Educating for American Democracy Roadmap. This work is being done by an amazing group of Arizona civic teacher leaders and overseen by the Center for Political Thought and Leadership at Arizona State University. I'm your host, Liz Evans, Director of Civic Education at Arizona State University, and I'll be interviewing Arizona teachers and thought leaders in civic education. We hope you enjoy our journey to make Arizona a national civics renewal model. So today I have with me the three task force chairs who are responsible for lots of different things. And you're going to hear these voices quite often on our podcast as we go through and talk about the pieces of the EAD um, and pedagogy and all that other wonderful things. So I'm going to have them each introduce themselves and explain a little bit their link to the EAD. Tara, I'm going to have you go ahead and go first. Everyone, thanks for having us today, Liz. Yes, my name is Tara Bartlett, and I'm currently a doctoral student at Arizona State University in the Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College studying education policy and program evaluation. And my connection to the Educating for American Democracy report really stemmed from about a few years ago. I was recruited to help with some of the coding of the different state standards and overlay that coding with the EAD roadmap. So what I did, I looked at all 50 state standards with a team of other graduate doctoral students, and we mapped any standards to go along with the EAD roadmap. My name is Tammy Waller, and I'm currently the director for K-12 Social Studies and World and Native Languages at the Arizona Department of Education. And my connection to EAD began um, several years ago when I was asked if I was interested in being a part of the EAD task force for history. And um, my involvement increased throughout the uh, years. And um, I wound up serving on the executive committee and then becoming a project investigator for the grant. I was lucky enough also to um, be involved in the implementation um, task force and coalition, um, which um, has been working on how to bring EAD into our uh, school systems all across the United States. And I'm really excited to be here. And I'm Jeremy Gipton. I am a teacher programs manager for teachingamericanhistory.org. I've worked in this nonprofit civics education space for about seven and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I spent about 14 years in teaching and admin positions in Southern Arizona, the vast majority of that time in the classroom. And I became part of EAD actually when the, when the entire process started uh, and I was brought on board to be part of the steering committee um, because of my K-12 experience, classroom experience, and then also my work in this the nonprofit civics ed sphere. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. So for those who are listening, they're probably wondering, what is the EAD? So short, quick version, and Tammy, I'll start with you. 
what is the EAD? Um, so the EAD or Educating for American Democracy um, is the response to the crisis in civic education and civic learning um, that has been happening. And what EAD is, is um, the National Endowment for the Humanities and the Department of Education had grant money and they put out a um, RFP to fund a grant to deal with this civic crisis. A group of civic leaders, um, including iCivics, um, ASU's um, Skettle, the um, Tufts University and Harvard University uh, worked together to put the grant together. And in the end, um, Educating for American Democracy became a report on the need for equitable civic education, K through 12. It became a roadmap, um, which is how to get equitable civic education um, through the schools. And then it also became a companion to help support teachers and schools to create the atmosphere and environment to make this happen. Thanks, Tammy. I can chime in too in that um, this roadmap is really a framework of best practices in terms of teaching history and civics. So it's important not to think of the EAD roadmap as a set of standards or curriculum, because um, we already have that here in Arizona, as other states do as well. So it's really um, an approach in terms of an excellence in teaching civic and history education. Um, it's organized across by grade level and by different key concepts and themes. And so as you start looking through the roadmap, you can see it's really um, a difference in how we're going to approach teaching these subject areas. You know, something that I find really interesting and I think useful about it is that if you've been if you've been around the classroom and have read standards documents uh, any time over the last 20 years, looking at the roadmap, you'll see something that um, structurally and hierarchically, you know, the, the way that it's laid out will make sense to you. But at the same time, it's something that I've had I've had good fortune in turning to non-educators and saying, look, here are these here are these areas that we, that is the folks who developed EAD, believe students at given grade levels ought to be considering. And these are areas where, where teachers uh, could perhaps focus and ways that they could perhaps help students learn these different topics. Um, it, it's fascinating to me that, the, that a single document is flexible enough to address those different audiences. So maybe that's not necessarily what EAD is, because I think going and looking at it, obviously, which is something we'll do in later episodes, that's going to take more time. But that's definitely something that a, a gap it can fill. Exactly. And as Jeremy mentioned, we are going to be taking a deep dive into the EAD and looking at different parts. So my next question, if we're looking at impact on student learning, and specifically this podcast is going to be looking at students and teachers in the state of Arizona, how can the EAD impact student learning in our state? Yeah, I think the EAD roadmap is going to be important in terms of addressing several challenges across the front of civics and history education. Um, one is really looking at the challenges face, facing our um, American democracy at this point in time, but then in turn using the historical knowledge uh, to reflect upon you know, how we got here, um, what has worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past. And so having this kind of reflection point 
in tandem with what we see happening in our current society today is going to be super helpful in terms of framing these high expectations, um, not only for that knowledge, but also the skills and these civic virtues that we want our students to have. You know, I think too, along with that, uh, it will, I, I, for me, it does, there are two main things that it, it offers. Um, it, and you mentioned to, to an extent, one of those things is that, you know, oftentimes we take history and we take civics or poli-sci and we balkanize them. We put them in these separate silos. We teach an American history class and we teach an American government class in high school. And yet you don't have one without the other. And, and one of the things that EAD, I think, does really well is that it gracefully combines and plays those two off one another in a way that uh, is, is realistic and honest. And, and I think also actually, and this leads into my other point, is, is actually, I think it's energizing. I think anything that a teacher, like, I mean, someone, let's say you've been teaching American history for 15 years and you feel like you've got some things down. I think that one of the, the greatest challenges in that situation is not inadvertently getting stale, you know, or, or feeling over time, like, well, the civil war used to really excite me. The progressives used to really excite me. Eh, not so much anymore. Cause I've been doing, I've been lather rinsing and repeating for the last 20 years. Anything that can, can blow the dust off of something that you already know and ask you to look at it. Hey, look at it from this angle. And now this thing looks new and you see it from a different perspective enough that it engages you in ways that maybe you wouldn't necessarily get. So I think that, that, you know, EAD, like I said, it combines these two aspects of civic ed and it does so in a way that I believe will energize teachers. And then through them, you get energized students. Cause when the teacher shows up and is like jazzed, wow, I, I haven't, I haven't thought of these things in this way before is what's going on in their head. It comes off to the, to the students. So I'm excited about that for, for our students. I really think that um, EAD can impact student learning in Arizona in a few different ways. Um, the first thing is it really brings civics from where it's really been housed, which might be a high school government class, all the way down to kindergarten. So EAD roadmap and, and, the, um, and the project itself really sees the importance of reaching our young citizens and teaching them the skills, the knowledge, and the dispositions to be participating members of society. The second thing I really think is going to be transformative in terms of um, EAD and student learning is the fact that EAD is a set of questions. And these questions are, um, are meaty from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. They deal with um, really incredibly um, applicable um, themes that apply to students. They take history and civics out of the past and they really bring it to the, um, the implication of how it affects students' lives. And it really, um, the fact that it's inquiry-based and it has students discussing develops these really important skills of civic dialogue and civil discourse and being able to, um, to disagree about issues, but use evidence and, and listen to each other. So I really see this as a hope to build civic friendship among um, students. And then hopefully that will um, impact um, civic friendship among adults. I love that. So 
we, you know, we talked about students and we deeply care about student impact because the whole point of this is to really concentrate on civic learning and, and pushing students, you know, past the Jeopardy style questions and past the separating of the economics and history and government and really trying to blend these all in. Why should teachers consider this roadmap as they lesson plan and as they teach? What is really that benefit for them? First thing I, I want to make really clear, and this is, that's, this is a tough question to answer because it's tough to answer without getting into the nitty gritty of what's in the roadmap. And we're not here to do that today. We don't want to get deep in the weeds there. But I think it's really important to emphasize what the EAD is not, what the roadmap is not. It is not an additional set of standards, not called standards. You know, the state of Arizona has existing social studies standards. Those are the ones that were accepted, you know, by the legislative and the regulatory, all that stuff. That's what we, that's what public school teachers are required by law to teach. This does not replace them. Um, I think the best way to look at EAD is to see it as like a lens or a measuring stick by which to look at the existing standards and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and, and maybe to an extent in what sequence, but how do I emphasize and what kinds of questions, as you said, do I need to ask as I'm planning? Um, and, and Tammy, I think you said just a couple of minutes ago, EAD is so much built on this idea of inquiry of questions uh, it's not just an info dump. We're supposed to, we have to work through these complicated questions that are, that are about us as an American people and, and, and individual Americans. And, um, and it's tough. And these questions are tough. And I think that if a teacher were to look at, you know, this is what I've been doing for all these years in government. And I'd like to, I'm going to give, I'm going to take this EAD thing on enough faith that I'll take it seriously enough to learn what it is and, and to, to give it a whirl. Like I'll go through my existing lessons and see like, well, how do they measure up or how could I enliven them with this? Um, I think that that inquiry strand, which is, it's not really a strand. It's like, it's a foundation that's throughout this and inquiry is such a buzzword, but it's something that I think everybody could do more effectively. Um, and learn how to do, you know, more, more fully and more comprehensively over time. So if, I think that if you want to get your students thinking and talking, if you're looking, if that's something that animates you in your lesson planning, I think this would, would inspire you. I want to um, really emphasize to teachers also, and kind of building off of what Jeremy said, that um, this is not a list of questions that you have to do or some sort of um, uh, curriculum, I think of it as a menu, right? You, you have your state standards and you have your district curriculum and what you do. And EAD roadmap is a menu where you can pick, you, you wouldn't go to a restaurant and order every single thing and eat it off the menu at the same time. It's the same thing with EAD. You look at the, the roadmap and you, you look at the themes and, and think about what you're teaching and what theme really connects to you and your students. And then maybe um, look at a question or two to start small. And um, so it's not a do it all at once. It's not, um, it's not something to overwhelm you. It's actually something to support things that you're already doing in the classroom, but giving you um, some, some extra resources to do that or some, some extra connections. 
Yeah, and I'll focus a little bit in my response that, um, you know, beyond the classroom, this really isn't just this, you know, myopic view of what teachers can do for their students in terms of civic education, um, because really this, this is the, you know, training um, that we're giving our future citizens and involved electorate for our country's future, right? So we want to use this roadmap to help inspire students um, that every single one of them, every single one of their stories, their histories is part of this country and that they really do um, their value. They need to be involved in our constitutional democracy, um, but also to learn to work together. And I think we're seeing that um, in our polarization as one of our greatest needs at this moment in time. And so using this roadmap, um, as both Jeremy and Tammy pointed out, in terms of this inquiry base, um, very heavy in the questioning and allowing students that space for reflection, really allows them to have these um, conversations around compromise um, to really explore what is it that we need in order for our constitutional democracy to work effectively, um, because that really is the cornerstone of our entire nation, right? Um, and also students um, learning to cultivate some of those civic kind of characterships um, and honesty and patriotism and service, but at the same time being honest, like I said, about, you know, the history of our country and kind of facing that in terms of what can we do better. And so I think that as teachers start to explore the EAD roadmap um, to kind of think about long-term, you know, what is it that we're hoping our young people are going to shape this country to be? This work is so exciting and I'm so overjoyed that you three are my task force chairs because you can hear it in your voices, how much you believe in this and understand the good it can do for our state. So I have one final question to kind of tease out our future episodes. You know, we, we've talked about the EAD and we will absolutely get more into the weeds, as Jeremy said, in future episodes. But what part of the EAD are you most excited about? That's a hard question to answer, Liz. Um, I think there's so many pieces that I'm excited for our teachers to explore, but I think really it comes down to the themes and those are stemming from the work that I did around these themes and the coding amongst the different state standards, because the way that the roadmap and the documents are set up is to go really deeply into these different seven themes. And these themes encompass everything from the earliest of our country's times up until now and forward thinking. And so I think these themes are really setting up this whole paradigm of civics and history married together in terms of what we can do for our future. I'll um, add on to that. Well, I love the themes. I am really um, excited about the idea of the design challenges. When the EAD committees were working on the roadmap, um, we kept having these debates. And instead of shying away from the debates, we realized that the debates we were having about civics and citizenship and, and um, the role of compromise and how do we look at our history, these are debates and discussions that educators should be having, but also these are debates and discussions that students should be having. They're rich and they really do show that um, there is 
these ideas are not mutually exclusive. You can celebrate your country's achievements, but you can also be reflective and critique maybe where we haven't reached some of those achievements. And I think that's a really valuable and exciting thing for students to look at because um, it really allows them to develop a more comprehensive understanding and idea about our nation and their role as citizens and what they can do to sustain the Republic. This is hard um, because again, I don't want to get deep into the weeds, but right now, since one of you mentioned themes and one of you mentioned design challenges, I had also, I had thought while you were, you were talking, I should mention pedagogy and it feels cheap that I'm mentioning pedagogy here because it's going to sound like we planned it that way but we didn't. Um, but honestly, I, I think the pedagogy piece is, is really, all, all, so many of these things are interesting to me, but that is, is, is of particular interest because I think it, it's going to open up the, the possibility for a sustained discussion over pairing content, objectives, and, and methods. And that, that's a conversation, unfortunately, that I rarely had I never had when I was in teacher prep programs. They just said, well, do group learning. Like, okay. Uh, do jigsaws. Okay. And no one ever talked about like, does that fit that? You know, so, so you want your students to learn about debate. So lecture at them. That doesn't make any sense. You know, we're, the EAD includes this discussion of, of pedagogy. And I think that because it's there and because it's this, this third entity, it's not you and me discussing our preferences over pedagogy. It's you and me discussing that thing, you know, that third party, that third entity, this, this, uh, the EAD. And I think that because it's not, I'm coming to you saying you should teach like this, or you're coming to me and saying, I I ought to teach in this manner. Uh, again, it, it it opens up the door to have a good, grounded discussion over how do I pair what I want my students to learn and what kinds of resources I would like them to use. Do I want them to use primary sources? Do I want them to read secondary sources? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what kind of modalities of instruction and learning will best facilitate the ends through those means? And that's that's, I think, a piece of this as well. So I think that's a that's a huge thing that is necessary and will pay off. And this just opens up the door to that. And I want to say one more thing too. Sorry. Um, Tammy, you mentioned the you mentioned the the process or you implied the process of EAD's development. And and I just wanted to, to second that, that I really appreciated by about two-thirds the way through the process, I suddenly recognized that the debates we were having internally were, in some ways, I think, oh my gosh, it's the same stuff I'm hearing about in the news. Like, you know, you, you had people who clearly had their own partisan views and their own perspectives that, you know, were informed through all different kinds of things. And as we were talking through what this would look like, but the difference was we just kept at it. And the goal of achieving the, 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 the construction of something on which we could all sign off was always there. And I felt really good about it by the end because I said to myself, you know, that's a, that's a bit of like American republicanism, little r. 
Like we did that, you know, we, vol- we, we, were, we were very like Tocquevillian in that we, we voluntarily came together. We formed a voluntary association and we came from all these angles and we informed this thing and we built this thing. And then we finally signed off on this thing. I'm like, that's really beautifully American. And the fact that given, especially the last couple of years of civic discourse that in scare quotes, uh, Given that that's what we see outside, the fact that we could get all these people together from around the country and and come away and agree is is really that to me was really. um, Can you be heartened? Because you can be disheartened. I feel I'm serious, though. I feel really like heartened. I feel really buoyed by it. And when I look at the EAD as it is, I'm like, okay, this is good. You know. This is good. This can bring together lots of different people who have the common goal of let's make civics education better for everyone, better for teachers, better for students, better for the country, period. Perfect. And that's the perfect end note. So you will be hearing these voices throughout the podcast and a lot of the things that they quickly touched on, we'll kind of go deeper into. So thank you, the three of you for joining us today. Thank you for listening. You can find the Center for Political Thought and Leadership on social media channels. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. And on a last note, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent the Center for Political Thought and Leadership or Arizona State University. Thank you.